This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, it's been almost a week now since uh, people across the country were left scrambling when Rogers' internet, cellular, and cable services suddenly went black, or you saw that dreaded circle of death going around and around and around. Well, the outage, which lasted for the better part of 24 hours in some cases, affected banks, businesses, government services, 911, police agencies, hospitals, very little in the way of up Dates were provided to customers, and when they were provided, they were provided via Twitter, um, which forced people to resort to cash or credit cards as Interact services went down. And in fact, even today, today we know very little about what actually happened and why. Rogers uh, president or CEO Tony Steffieri would only attribute the outage to what he called a network system failure. We still don't know why that happened. Industry Minister François-Philippe Champagne, who has the best name of any MP or cabinet minister I've ever heard, called on Rogers and others uh, telecommunications companies to come up with a plan to ensure that outages like the one experienced last week never happen again. Well, my guest today on On Target is technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews. Hello. Good afternoon, Linda. Good, uh, good, good to be here. Well, I'm so glad you could join us. So, what do we know? What happened last week? Yeah, you know, it's it's been a uh, it's it's really been a crazy time since uh, since Rogers did go down there uh, there last week, and and really to to put you know the full extent of the service outage in, in perspective, um, you, you want to really go back to the beginning there and and uh, and just look at how this is sort of the second time Rogers has gone down now in about 15 months, you know, albeit this one much more impacting. Um, but, you know, this particular widespread disruption, which uh, which I believe started early Friday morning, uh, they're saying knocked out about a quarter of Canada's uh, observable Internet connectivity, you know. And, and so, um, you know, we're talking many millions of people were affected. It's essentially, you know, paralyzing communications across a number of sectors much much like you, you mentioned earlier right including healthcare law enforcement uh, the financial industry and, and you know 911 services like you mentioned right couldn't receive incoming calls um, hospitals reported impacts to their services and you know also important too were the debit transactions uh, they were paused with interact and and knocked offline so um, the you know disruption uh, also made I think uh, transport and flight bookings much more difficult uh, and then you know being the height of the summer travel season made it even worse um, and I guess to make even matters worse you know, small business owners were really amongst uh, those hardest hit by this outage, uh, which, you know, left them unable to process debit card payments. Uh, I mean, even hospitals had issues calling staff in. So, you know, if, uh, and, you know, if that doesn't sort of give you an idea of how far outreaching this, uh, this particular outage was, um, uh, the, the director of the Canadian Society of Palliative Care even tweeted out saying that, you know, it was unfortunate that some families were actually left unable to call in to say goodbye to their loved ones because um, they, they couldn't use their phones. 
All right. So, you know, as you, as you can see, many people were certainly affected in, in, in many different ways. Um, and, you know, I, I think you know, with that in mind, it's, it's still tricky to totally determine how many people were affected. But, you know, if you take into account Rogers has about 10 million wireless subscribers and about 2.25 million retail Internet subscribers um, and also is a leading service provider in Ontario. Um, uh, with sort of it being the backbone for banks like TD and, and the Bank of Montreal uh, to sort of their interact and ATM machines. Uh, and again, along with facilitating payment gateways for many small businesses, as you can see, you know, this number would be in the millions of, of people affected. And luckily in Newfoundland and Labrador, we have some other service providers that people rely on. Um, I think Rogers is uh, localized in certain areas, including the St. John's uh, region. But why was information on what happened, and and still to this day, information on what happened, so hard to come by? I mean, um, Tony Steffieri said a network system failure. Well, duh. (laughs) You know, we know that. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really, they've been really tight-lipped about exactly, um, you know, th- what, what really caused the outage. And, you know, based on, on, on that, you know, many people really need to know and, and were wondering, you know, all of these critical services went down. And so, you know, based on my, my research, you know, Friday and, and a portion of Saturday, people were really only left to speculate. You know, some surmise it could have been a cyber attack, while, while others tweeted, you know, it may have been a software update problem. Um, in a TV interview on Friday, I believe, uh, Rogers' uh, senior vice president, uh, Kyle Craig, who uh, he stated that uh, they experienced, like you mentioned, a failure in the core part of their network, which essentially uh, the systems that carry the voice and the data across the country failed. But at the time, um, he couldn't also rule out a cyber attack either. So, you know, on that same day, many memes flooded social media, poking fun at the problem. One guy I, I remember seeing, you know, tweeted saying that Starbucks now takes Rogers' spot as the sort of the biggest internet service provider. <laughs> and uh, he also included a photo of like lines of people uh, desperate to use, uh, you know, use their Wi-Fi. So, uh, but I think, you know, by Sunday, Rogers did issue more of a definitive statement uh, to the effect that, you know, they believe they, they narrowed the cause to a network system failure. Um, uh, and I think it was, you know, related to a maintenance update in what they call their core network, uh, which is, you know, causes, uh, I think what happened was it caused a traffic overload. And then as a result, their systems then completely shut down. Well, that's a concern because it appears as though their backups must have failed or they didn't have backups. Yeah, I mean that you know that that that's the next question, right? Did they have a backup, and why didn't that backup you know uh, uh, kick in, type of thing? You know, uh, I, I think many people you know looked um, uh, at Rogers now in in a much different light, making sort of us realize how vulnerable we are to communication networks. You know, again, you know, for Friday and especially a portion of Saturday, people were really left in the dark. Uh, you know, concerts were canceled, businesses left without payment gateways, emergency transportation systems were certainly being were, were, were disrupted as well, right? So, and you know, I know for myself, I went to Walmart for groceries, and realized uh, sort of when I got to the self checkout uh, that I could only use cash or credit card, and you know, their their debit was down, and luckily I had a credit card with me to pay. <laughs> Right. So, you know, not knowing the exact cause and really not having no idea of how long this network would be down really gave people a lot of uneasy feeling. You know, it it was almost like you were back in the 70s and the 80s 
where you can only use cash or credit card. So it was, you know, and, and, and if you have a look at the flip side of things, I've spoken to a lot of people about this. And, and I know some people said, you know, they were relieved <laughs> that no one could, could certainly get a hold of them. And it was almost like a day off type of thing. But, you know, uh, while others, uh, you know, rely on Rogers' service for uh, life-saving means and were, you know, to a certain extent, dangerous and left in the dark. And income. Some people lost income, and we can get into that in a minute. But uh, what struck me during the course of all of that is that the updates on what was happening and why were so sporadic, so few and far between, and they were being sent out via social media. Thanks a lot, Rogers. (laughs) Um, Exactly. And I noticed that people who who did have Wi-Fi or were connected in some way were able to respond and say, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? The the Twitter on Rogers' Facebook. Face, uh, on Roger's Twitter page was amazing. So what kind of things were being said? What are people saying? Yeah, you know, uh, it's it really seemed like an eternity before Roger's really acknowledged the issue. And, and I do believe, you know, it was later on Friday, but like you said, they had to tweet out a notice, right? And, and it was really then days later before most of the services got restored. But, you know, uh, one of the most recent communications from them said that they were, you know, planning on proactively crediting customers' accounts and and apologizing for 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 what uh, what happened there you know i i think my my greatest fear when when i started to hear these stories and couldn't connect and couldn't talk to people and couldn't receive updates was uh, was uh, people talking about the loss of connection on on uh, 911 and you know something we kind of all take for granted in in an emergency and and for for you know that to be down uh, was was you know such a um, uh, I guess a, a difficult situation type of thing. My guest today on On Target is technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews. We're talking about the recent um, Rogers outage, uh, which is more or less all back up now. Some people I know are still encountering a few little problems here and there, but uh, uh, there's some bigger questions and much wider uh, concerns that have been brought up by all of this. We'll be back right after this. Weekdays on VOCM, it's Open Line with your host, Patty Daly. Join the conversation each morning from 9 a.m. to noon on your VOCM. We get people talking. Our guest today on On Target is a local blog, or sorry, technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger, Kevin Andrews. And we're talking about the recent um, internet outage affecting Rogers. And um, Kevin, I got a letter, of course, from uh, Tony Staffieri, clearly contrite, uh, promising that the company is making every change and investment needed to help ensure it will not happen again, and that Rogers is working with governments and the industry to implement what is needed to ensure that 911 and essential services can continue no matter what outage may occur. Are you um, convinced that the needed changes are being made? Uh, that's, you know, I, I think that's to be determined. Um, I think there's uh, a lot of work that they have to do first um, to sort of get everybody back into, uh, you know, believing that uh, this is a... Uh, uh, a good service that's reliable and valuable again no no, uh, no, no question in in my mind at all um just to go back to the 911 thing as well you know um um a lot of people again were were so very upset with uh, with not being able to connect to an emergency service and um you know after a bit of digging on on my end um you know, uh, I, I was able to uh, to speak to a bunch of people who said, you know, one one tech tip that that everybody can probably use if this ever happens again 
is, um, you know, if, if your carrier goes down or a failure, much like Rogers, um, the SIM card that's, that's actually in your phone, it's, it's like a little mini card. It looks like a little microchip and, and you know, it has all kinds of different functions. It, it sort of acts like the key to connect to your carrier and sort of authenticate your identity, number one. Uh, but, you know, if you're having trouble with your carrier and much like people did with Rogers and couldn't call 911, then just by removing that SIM card, that would certainly untether you from your carrier, from Rogers. And so you could then potentially connect to a different carrier and then call 911. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, this should be on all the carriers' websites and common knowledge for everybody using a cell phone. I'm sure, you know, it could save somebody's life. Is that right? I was not aware. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting that, that uh, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> so your phone will be able to connect up to a different network if if you take out that SIM card? That SIM card comes out, it'll roam, and it'll try and find uh, the, the uh, signal to connect, and, and whether that's Rogers or Bell or TELUS. Um, and then as a result, everybody has the ability to call 911, whether you've got a SIM card in there or not. So it certainly should work, yep. Well, that's something that should be on every single cell phone <laughs> in existence. Everyone should be aware Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. You know, so it's, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, th- there's, there's so much to consider when, when, when we're talking about the government um, uh, looking into this and have they done enough? Because, you know, we really haven't ruled out cyber attacks. Um, you know, and, and if we haven't ruled out a cyber attack, then that brings into, you know, talk about our national security and, and critical infrastructure as, as well, right? Because, you know, a, a lot of that really hasn't been talked about yet. And, and so I, I think that's, that's, you know, really important as well. There's no guarantee, however, that this kind of thing won't happen again. And with limited competition, what needs to happen to ensure that Canadians will continue to receive reliable services? Because Rogers is getting bigger. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it just uh, uh, just last year um, um, set itself up to merge with Shaw, and 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 so um, you know that merger, that big merger, I think it's twenty six billion dollar merger, would 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 then uh, it, it seems like Rogers has most of the eastern part of Canada, and Shaw has has the uh, the western part. So if Rogers does merge with Shaw then uh, Rogers will even be even bigger across Canada for sure. So, um, you know, certainly that hasn't, I don't think that has gone through yet, but um, I think after this latest outage, uh, that will remain to be seen. And all the more reason why uh, these uh, stopgap measures need to be put in place. Minister Champagne, of course, was blunt in his condemnation of the outage, calling it unacceptable. What needs to be established in terms of, um, I guess, uh, federal or provincial legislation or regulation to ensure that something like this never happens again? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people got got a lot of opinions on this, and there's there's many things that, that we can do. I think, you know, first... Uh, these investigations should really extend beyond just the CRTC looking into it, right? You know, Liberal uh, MP uh, uh, Nate Erickson-Smith tweeted out a letter to the chair of the Standing Committee on on Industry and Science and Technology calling for sort of political hearings uh, on the outages. You know, those hearings should not only focus, I think, on the technical issues, 
behind the Rogers uh, outage, but also really seek to understand how essential services such as, you know, payment and emergency systems were rendered inaccessible. You know, these hearings, I think, you know, should also address uh, the consumer dimension as well, you know, including how sort of the emphasis on bundling has left millions of Canadians more vulnerable in the event of a wide-scale network outage, much like what happened with Rogers. You know, so that's certainly one thing. Uh, you know, I, I think another thing, too, is, you know, Champagne much, uh, must sort of address the consumer compensation issue here with the government and, and really establish regulations with predetermined payments where service is unavailable for extended periods of time. You know, while the carriers would like to compensate to only apply with the outages exceeding, I think it's 24 hours, or um, and a four-hour outage is, you know, far more reasonable starting point, I think, with increased compensation for each additional of the hours. Uh, moreover, you know, the, the, the payments should be based on inconvenience and harm, not merely the little or cost of one-day service. Right. And, and I, th I think you don't have to go much further than looking at small business to determine, you know, I think right now Rogers will be compensating people for five days of service. And and for for some of those people, that may be sufficient. But if you look at the small businesses, um, I'm sure it won't be. Right. So so it's certainly something something to uh, to consider there for sure. And what is the cost of that to the company? Who, who really knows right now at, 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 at the moment, right? I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, uh, to be determined, right? You know, I think Champagne should certainly, you know, mandate new transparency requirements uh, regarding outages and cases involved with extended downtime. Like you mentioned, I think it was like it was over a day before most people got back online, right? And so these records should really be filled with uh, the CRTC almost on a quarterly basis and made available to us, the public. Right. Much like carriers now compete on sort of the basis of the fewest complaints, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's a really good idea that uh, that uh, for people shopping around for, for telcos, that they see how long they've been online and how many service interruptions they have. That would certainly, you know, uh, uh, help me with my decisions as well in terms of which telco is the best one to go to. Right. So, um, you know, uh, and, and I think finally, too, you know, access to emergency service is, is definitely a must have, you know, not, not a nice to have service, you know, and reports of failures um, really to access 9-11 from cell phones, which are supposed to work for all emergency calls during even outages. Right. So uh, I think potential technical solutions are really urgently needed here. You know, the, the Rogers outage really caused, you know, lots of issues. But, uh, you know, um, we may need sort of a much-needed shock to the system. And, and I think that would may hopefully will wake up the government uh, in their sort of policy slumber, if you want to call it that, right? Disinterest in, you know, the telecom policy really helped facilitate the events of last week. And uh, I think now, you know, it, it's up to policymakers to sort of re-engage um, the telecom policy with a more consistent and really com commitment to action. Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll, you know, make a big difference then.
What about communication strategy? Because um, working in this business, we're also in telecommunications in the radio field, um, and people rely on us to provide them information. But whenever there's an outage regarding, um, you know, a, an internet or, or, or a cable company, it's almost impossible to get timely updates on that kind of information. We have our ways and means to, to reach out to the people who are responsible for that, but it's always difficult. And uh, we the Rogers outage, people were looking to us to provide the answers, which didn't seem to be forthcoming. Um, and even the larger, um, you know, uh, news networks across Canada was having trouble getting that information. So uh, what about a communication strategy when it comes to these types of companies? How can they be more forthcoming about what's happening and respond to their customers? Because it's not just an inconvenience. In some cases, this was this was a dire situation. Yeah, life or death. I mean, excellent question, right? You know, the, the communications protocol should should not really be left to the carriers alone. I think communications, right, from from the the regulated utility sector, say, you know, is often uh, better than than what Canadians experience from from these telcos, right? You know, outage maps, estimated times to address problems. Uh, uh, you know, and consistent, widely accessible communications have been standard, really, if, if you look at the hydro utilities, right? And, and I think the same should apply to the telcos, right? Um, and, and so if not, then penalties should be levied for failure to, to sort of meet this, uh, uh, this uh, type of standard. Is the answer then uh, greater regulation in terms of um, uh, considering Internet a a utility or is uh, greater competition the answer or is it both? I think, you know, it's it's definitely both. Um, uh, I I, I think, you know, um, you know, since this outage, it's crystal clear that people are now talking about regulation and more competition. And, you know, all, all of which can really play an important part in ensuring that, you know, this type of outage never happens again. And, and we get more affordable wireless rates, really, too, right? So, you know, some experts are, are really saying there needs to be more competition, like, like you mentioned, in, in the telcos in Canada. Because I think at the moment now it's dominated by really the three large ones, Bell, Rogers, and TELUS. And, and their hold on the industry has long been a concern, in my opinion, uh, especially by the academics who say that, you know, we, we really need regulators to step in to increase competition for mobile and Internet services. Um, and, you know, I know back in 2013, there was talk of Verizon, which is an American wireless um, uh, company extending their services here in Canada, but um, nothing really became of it after. And um, um, I, I also, um, you know, am highly aware of um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, the, the Canadian super actor, right? Uh, he actually owns a, a mobile, uh, a U.S. Uh, mobile company, and uh, um, he offers pretty cheap prices. And, you know, he constantly gets asked why his services are not in Canada. And, you know, he's crafted a really funny and creative video on his website, mintmobile.ca, um, uh, alluding to the fact that, you know, all Canadians just need to call their government reps and and voice their opinions, right? Uh, you know, without, without voicing our opinions and uh, standing up, then changes are, are something not, 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 not going to be made, right? So, um, uh, so that's, you know, very important as well, for sure. Is there anything Ryan Reynolds can't do? <laughs> it's uh, yeah he, he's pretty he's put together a really cool video and it's it, you know it's 
through his actions, uh, it, you know, what he says just means a lot when, when you're looking at it from a Canadian perspective. I think he even put a billboard in, in some of the big cities throughout Canada saying the same thing, right? Call your reps and let them know that uh, I cannot have my service here in Canada, right? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very interesting. My guest today on On Target is technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews. We'll be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. And we're talking internet service with uh, technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews, especially in light of the big outage last week. And uh, Minister uh, Francois-Philippe Champagne uh, spoke with Rogers and other internet uh, providers um, in the days following that outage. Uh, what sort of things now are on his to-do list, so to speak? Yeah, you know, um, there's there's many. I, I, I think more so than anything else, he, he really needs to uh, pry a little more into looking into if this was a cyber attack or not, for sure. Um, you know, um, the social media airways are really burning up with uh, about you know what happened, and you know, it's it even though it's a, a it, it's a learning opportunity in my opinion for for many of the uh, threat actors, such as you know Russian state-sponsored hackers who could probably now see really how vulnerable the Canadian industry, financial institutions, and, you know, our, our healthcare systems are to an attack just on a telecom provider, right? Uh, and so, you know, with that in mind, I think, you know, a cyber attack is, is always possible, but, you know, it depends. I, I really think that, um, that the government really should look further in, into this just to, you know, just to make sure and just to see and just to let us know. Right. Um, usually, though, you know, a cyber attack will take down uh, a single service related to the entire business. Um, and so if we, you know, just see a, the cell service go down or just an Internet TV or TV go down, then, you know, a, a lot of times that would sort of point towards a cyber attack. But again, you know, in, in my opinion, it, uh, you know, it uh, it would have to be a very elaborate hack in order to sort of bring all of the Rogers services down. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, you would think there's a there's a, a backup system somewhere as well, right? You know, and and again, not to say that you know uh, there there wasn't a cyber attack, but uh, again, certainly certainly something to sort of think about. Um, and you know, I, I, we don't have to look too far to to really you know talk about. How um, how other people in the world can can hack into our systems, right? All you got to do is look at the uh, the healthcare system last year, right? You know their system ended up getting hacked, and and worldwide even state sponsored hacking, right, takes place more often than what one would think. Um, and so you know I, I, I do a lot of uh, uh, writing about that and and blogging about about. Uh, uh, hacking and stuff, and um, it, it's certainly a lot more prevalent than than what people know. Um, and so, even you know, there's there's lots of news coming out of the U.S. about uh, you know corporate and healthcare data breaches here in Canada as well, right? It, it only seems like it's getting a little more frequent, especially now where everybody was sort of home and and uh, COVID kind of you know forced everybody uh, into their houses, right? So you know, depending on on who you speak with. Um, it would seem sort of as if, as if you know, um, Canada's corporate system is somewhat under siege from unrelenting cyber criminals really trying to sort of access personal information and, and people's data. 
So, you know, according to, to the reports that I've read anyway from, from many cybersecurity experts, you know, they say hospitals and clinics are, you know, sometimes unable to cope with all of these growing threats. And so, you know, could could Rogers have been the next target like Eastern Health? I, I mean, it, it's possible, right? So it's certainly something that, that you know, the government really needs to, uh, to, 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 to look into. You know, most of our services use the Internet to, to function. And as a result, then, you know, we're open to cyber attack. Um, just look at um, Toronto-based uh, Life Labs, right, one of the largest medical testing companies that has over um, 100 million lab tests on Canadians annually. They were breached back in 2019, exposing sensitive data information of millions of patients. Right, Life Labs was uh, ultimately forced to pay a ransom. <laughs> to retrieve the sensitive data information of millions of customers. And so, you know, how secure was that data that they got back? Many people were asking, right? You know, some other uh, larger um, cyber breaches worldwide were a target back in 2013, where there were, I think, somewhere around 40 million payment credit card credentials were compromised. Uh, Equifax, right? If you remember back in 2017, right, the 143 million consumers and their personal information throughout North America were exposed. Uh, I think something over 200,000 credit cards were certainly put at risk there, right? Marriott Hotels was another one. And so, you know, the, the list goes on and on type of thing, right? You know, so and uh, this question, I, I think they, they need to be asking Rogers, you know, should be more about uh, cybersecurity. And and uh, as a result, you know, Rogers being so tight-lipped about the whole cyber attack thing, you know, may um, uh, imply that there could be something involved there. I mean, like I mentioned earlier on a, on a TV interview on, on, on that Friday, Rogers' senior vice president, uh, Kyle Prigg, stated that, you know, they experienced a failure in their core part of the network, essentially, which, you know, were, were the systems that would carry the voice and data. And uh, and so, you know, he didn't rule out a cyber attack then either as well. Now, there hasn't been nothing said since then, but, you know, um, I, I, I hate to be so negative, but, you know, it, it that remains to be seen too, I think. And, and so I think Champagne should, you know, he tweeted um, a tweet that said, you know, the situation was unacceptable. And, and he said that, you know, he was in communication with the telco CEOs to sort of find out uh, more information and to look into the solution. And I think they should definitely take a look into that for sure. My guest today on On Target is uh, technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger, Kevin Andrews. And when we come back after the break, Kevin, I'm going to ask you if there are any ways that customers can shore themselves up against future outages um, when we come back right after this. Got plans for midnight? Bring your VOCM along with the best soundtrack for every night, anywhere. The VOCM All Night Show, midnight on your VOCM. And our guest today on On Target is technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews and Kevin is there a way and I mean we saw the inconvenience uh, from that outage last week and and sometimes it was a little bit more than an inconvenience like you say if you're at, at the gas station or uh, going to pick up your groceries and you don't have the cash uh, and you might have left your credit card at home for instance you were out of luck uh, so is are there ways that customers can uh, I guess prepare for these kinds of things because we're so reliant on these types of networks we are. You're right. I mean, it's 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 a type of thing where, where you you don't think of the consequences if uh, if your service goes down, and and I, you know I really think it's important. And it's a good time now to really get serious about talking about competition, 
about consumer rights and and the communication regulations and, and the rules and laws that, that govern that. You know, like many Canadians, I spent most of the massive Rogers outage completely offline. Um, and, and I think, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, uh, I may have made a mistake in relying on just one single provider for everything. You know, broadband, home phone, cable and wireless services uh, with, with a family plan with Rogers. And so, you know, when everything went down, everything really went down. No, no dial tone, no channels, no connectivity, no 911. And, and I know for me and, and, and a lot of people who I connect with, you know, work was very challenging. And, and, you know, contact with the kids was shut off. And it was very disorientating and, and sort of a reminder, like you, like you mentioned, it's our reliance on communication networks for virtually every aspect of our lives. And, and so, you know, um, if, if you can afford it, right, and, you know, purchase services from multiple telcos, right, and, you know, that way you'll know that if, if you know, Rogers goes down, at, at, at least you've got Internet from Bill. Or, you know, um, and, and so it's certainly not the cheapest option, but um, I think at this point in time, it, it might be the only reliable option. It, it puts me in mind, and uh, uh, you know more about this than me, and, and Dave was the one that brought it to my attention, but uh, uh, I know it's been explored in the U.S., but what about this whole concept of net neutrality? Yeah, you know, it, it, it is an interesting uh, concept, um, and, and I know there are some countries um, in, in the world. I've, I've got a friend in Helsinki who, um, for his particular place where he lives, his whole town shares a, uh, a common Wi-Fi connection throughout the whole, whole city. And, um, and so um, regardless of if you've got a, a, a data connection or a cell connection, um, you can avail of that service. So, so it, it, it's, you know, it's certainly available and, and possible. Um, uh, possibly an, an, another option, too, to explore would, would, would be for uh, the telcos to sort of be able to work together so that if one, one telco does go down, um, that'll allow you to sort of piggyback off another telco. Um, and, and, and I know, uh, you know, the government is looking into that, but, you know, I, I really think that um, um, the users should have that option as well, for sure. So would that eliminate competition then, or how would that work? As I'm trying to yeah. think of it in terms of, uh, of a, like a, a business model. For sure. I mean, you know, it, it, it would then, you know, extend the service of one telco to another in, in case of an emergency type of thing. Um, and, or, you know, in, in case of my friend in Helsinki, um, it would, you know, give anybody an option who does not have Internet an option to connect to the um, in government controlled uh, Wi-Fi with, 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 within the town or, or, or the city. So um, uh, I, I really think that, you know, once you're once you pay for your service and you connect to a service and a provider uh, and if that provider goes down, there should definitely be some some options there for you, for sure. Some kind of a backup. So what's the what's the overall, I guess, lesson or message from all of this? Yeah, um, I, I think we're we're in the process of of you know figuring figuring that that out for sure. Um, uh, really, it's it's important to realize that you know digital communication technology is a part of our critical infrastructure, and, and in my opinion, it's really woven into the fabric of our society. So so this outage you know should be a wake up call for our regulators to really signal to the federal government to look deeper into our national security and our public safety measures. 
you know, it's it's also a reminder that, you know, maybe more companies and more competition in this area might be a good thing. Um, it really underscores how, you know, vulnerable Canada's economy is to outages like this as well. And, and it really shows how reliant we are on this technology and uh, how we may need to have a plan B in case this happens again. So, you know, word to the wise, uh, carry some cash in your wallet for a rainy day uh, because it, it might be a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that uh, tip you had about uh, taking the um, SIM card out of your phone so you can connect up uh, to get at least uh, 911 or some emergency calls out is an excellent idea as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's it, it's important that we're not left in the dark and uh, and important information like that should really be communicated to people. And, and for some of this basic knowledge stuff, everybody should really know. It's, it's a need to know thing. So it's important that uh, that these telcos uh, are, are able to sort of disclose that information. Um, someone, someone is sending me a note here. How about hard wiring for free landlines in customers' homes? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's certainly an option. Um, um, I, I know in the U.S. Um, they've they've uh, uh, tried to establish a, a, a sort of a wired network between all the houses in a um, um, in, in a community, and um, I think Xfinity, which is uh, which is an internet provider down down in the U.S., are, are working on trying to implement that. So so definitely definitely an, an, another option there for sure. Well, um, it, it, there's no doubt we're going to be talking about this for a long time to come, and it appears as though government is taking this very seriously. It's going to be interesting to see how the CRTC um, plays a, a role in all of this in the in the coming months ahead. Uh, technology teacher, podcaster, and blogger Kevin Andrews, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you very much. Thank you, Linda, for having me. I appreciate it.